All right. Yes, the Liberty Bell. Um, if you've ever been to the Liberty Bell, I've been to Philly a few times. I was even at like one of like you know Independence Hall and those places. Right I don't think I right. ever walked up to the Liberty Bell. I, I think I drove by it once. My kids are not. My kids are not yet ready for a Philadelphia vacation, you know. And they are for like the, the fun aquarium and camp, whatever. But they're not ready for Independence Hall. But anyways, if you walk up to Liberty Bell, right, so you'll see the pasuk on the Liberty Bell is is this pasuk, right? It's uh, take a look in source number one. Source number one. It is in English. It is in English, but the pasuk is. Which they have translated in Sepharia as, You shall proclaim liberty throughout the land for all its inhabitants. So, uh, yeah, it comes from here. So, the Liberty Bell, though, was commissioned in 1752. I knew that by heart, you should know. I'm sure. It's really Mimo. Really impressive. I actually did go to Mimo. I did take AP American History. Dr. Katz. Um, But, okay. But, um... Uh, but it didn't really become like famous, the Liberty Bell, until the 1830s with the abolitionist movement. Right? That's when it became famous. And, that, and the Liberty Bell really became like a symbol of releasing slaves. Right? That was, what really was where it became famous. Pre- you know, presumably borrowing from this Pusuk, right? the idea that Yovel, that Yovel is a time when, when slaves are freed. And the question is, is that connection really a thousand percent on point does our version of freedom like really line up with the version of freedom that they're talking about so don't worry i don't expect any of us to know what yovel really is and how yovel works we're going to explain it because i don't think yovel is part of our usual daily conversations oh hey (laughs) so let's talk about it a little bit source number one source number one has for you the beginning of Parshas Bahar, which the beginning of it talks about Shemitah, right? Shemitah we're in right now, right now in the Shemitah year. Gabriel, my five-year-old, went to, had a, came home from school last week. He said that there was a farmer in, in school. Some, some Israeli farmer came to talk to them about Shemitah. So I said, I didn't, know what I, I didn't know why I asked this. I said, was he dressed like a farmer? He's like, no. He wasn't wearing the, he said, he wasn't wearing the costume. <laughs> they didn't have overall. So we saw a picture later, we were looking at a book, and we saw a farmer in, a, you know, in the over. He's like, see, he wasn't wearing that. You know? so, but he was wearing jeans. Well, I don't know which one. Just like a normal, so, just a normal person. You know? so, and, 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 and the cheese day at school, was, yeah. we have to dress like a farmer. I'm like, well, my grandfather's a farmer, and he wore a kangle and a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Farmer doesn't dress like, you know, with a pitchfork. But, um, fine. So, yeah, so we're in the middle of Shemitah. The Shemitah year, I think we're a little more familiar that during Shemitah year, you don't work the land. It's true sometimes you actually don't work the land even ahead of the Shemitah year. And uh, the produce that comes out of the land is, is hefker. It doesn't belong to anybody. Um, um, fine. But after the, we, the Shemitah, that's one seven-year cycle. Right? But that cycle really works actually in groups of seven. Right? Seven Shemitah cycles takes you eventually to year 49, which is one year, the last Shemitah year. And then year 50, which is an, sort of like an extra Shemitah, yippee, which is year 50, is the Yovel. Okay, and something special and unique happens in the Yovel year. Okay, what happens in the Yovel year? So now take a look in source number one in Pasuk uh, Ches. Okay, again, you have it down there in the English on the Safari also. So Ches says, 
Sheva Shanim Sheva Pamim. You should count for yourself seven cycles of seven, right? Seven years, seven times. And if you're doing your times tables at home, right? Seven times seven is 49. Good, that's going to be 49 years that you're going to count. This is not a count that we do as individuals, as opposed to the counting of spheres, which every person has to do. This sphere is done by Bezdin. Bezdin counts the seven years seven times. Fine. You then blow the shofar in the seventh month on the tenth day. What day is that? We're going to talk about that in a second. Right? That's why one of the reasons why at the end of Yom Kippur, we blow the shofar, even though we do it every year. So we'll have to talk about that. We do it, but what, is, what does the shofar have to do with Yom Kippur? And what does it have, any of this have to do with Yovel? We'll have to see. And then you should make the 50th year Kodesh, actually because the Bezin has to declare it as such, declare it as Kodesh. You should declare Dror. Freedom. Okay, freedom. Typically, drawer is defined as freedom, right? That's proclaim freedom, liberty, right? Liberty. It gives new right? meaning to drawer barber. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> Same word, yeah, that's drawer's name. Ukrasem drawer. We've never had that word. Right? Like, I've never heard oh, so we're going to see it come up right. before. It, it actually comes up more often than you think. Okay. Wherever the Zmir is from. Yeah, uh, yeah. so you're, so you're going to see, actually, the word drawer has multiple meanings, and we're going to see why that's going to matter, because it's a very funny word to use. I could have used the word ukrasem. What word you use for freedom instead? Cheirus. Yeah, cheirut. You could use. That's a, that'd, be the, that'd be the easiest one, right? You're basically releasing all the slaves, right? No person can be, a, all the avadim go free during Yovel, right? So ukrasem jura. What does it say? Ukrasem cheirus. What does it Okay. Yovel hi tiyelachem. It's going to be Yovel. Vishavtem ish elachuzaso. And what's going to happen? Every person will return to his plot of land. And every person returns to their family. Who are the people returning to their plot and who's returning to their family? What are we talking about? An Evid Ivri. Good. So an Evid Ivri goes free. Right? An Evid Ivri is someone who stole or whatever and can't pay it back. So he gets freed on Yovel. Okay? It's true he gets freed. also, But he gets, but gets freed at Yovel. He goes back. Right? But what's in Vashavtem Ishalachuza? So everyone goes back to their family plot of land. Right? Which means, practically, if you sell land in Eretz Israel, it is maximum 50 year deal. Because once the 50 years are up, the land would go back to the original family. How's that work today? And Eretz Israel is a very different. That's, that's, we, Yovel's, first of all, Yovel's interesting question. Yovel's not really know like today. One of the reasons is because you don't have Rove Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. You don't have most of the Jewish people in Israel. Pretty soon, pretty soon, pretty soon we will, as, as, United, as, as diaspora Judaism shrinks, not because of Aliyah, it shrinks because of intermarriage. And, it's, and, and the Israeli uh, community grows, we will soon find ourselves actually with Rove Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. But, but um, we don't have it yet. And when we do, it's going to be a question, what are we going to do? But right now we don't have Yovel. But in the times of, right, the Beit Samitaj, in times when Am Yisrael is living in Eretz Yisrael, Ka'alacha, a thousand percent, everyone's living by Shevet, right, in their original family area. 
Right? We didn't just have your shevet, you had your space within the shevet that belonged to your family. If you would sell that land to somebody at Yovel, it would come back to your family. Okay? So, Okay? And then comes the 50th year. You can't work the land, also for Yovel. Why? It's a special Kadosh time. So you're going to eat from the, from the, from the, the land, because again, the produce doesn't belong to anybody. Right? It's Hefker, anyone can eat it. And again, the Torah says, on the Yovel, each person returns to their Achuzah, which is a good question, why it's being repeated again. Right? Fine. So, so we mentioned what the, what the drawer does, right? The drawer is this slaves go free and also land gets reversed, reversed back to where it was. But what else, what else can we, what else is, you know, bothers you at all about these psikkim? So that's about that. It's like not so familiar to us. One author out there is what does drawer mean? Why is the language here? Yeah. Why use drawer? That's number one. That's the one that bothers me. Like, right? Like what, what's the word drawer? That's a very unusual word to use. Okay. Also, uh, if, the, if on if on year forty nine, what's happening? Because if on year forty nine the slaves can go free, year fifty they go free. No, but also forty nine because of forty nine. Yeah, it's not exact. I'm not exactly sure exactly how oh, all the details. But yeah, but 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 fifty is when it like for sure everyone goes back. Even oh. other cases, other types of slaves. Oh, yeah. Okay, so something special about the fiftieth year. Oh, okay. But it is a back to back shemitah, which yeah, is very hard. Like, shouldn't it be on mm-hmm. year forty nine? Yeah, the back to back shemitah is a hard thing. But it's also when, it's also when, um, you know, you also have Hakel take place during that time also, right? Um, do they do that a couple of years back years of Shemitah? They, are they, are they, now there's no Yovel, they don't do the back-to-back years of Shemitah. Okay. That would be even harder. It's hard enough to do Shemitah one year. Yeah. One year seven, to do and it twice. put farmers out of business for two years? For two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bothered by the word Kodesh. Okay, why? We did Kadoshim, Good. you know, talking about B'nai Israel and how we need to be elevated and... Good. And we building. said what it really means is in the world. Yes. Right. And now we're applying that same language to the land. The land. And, yeah. Good. 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 Nice. What else? Shofar. Why a shofar? What do you need a shofar for? It must be a Yom Kippur. A shofar and Yom Kippur for Yovel? Cool. But like... What's the connection? What's the connection? Shofar is used for something very specific. Wait, and what does Yovel mean? I'm going to be honest. Jubilee. <laughs> 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 I don't know. That's what it's called. And like that comes from the word jubilant? No. I, like, no. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. So what is there a word Yovel? Is it connected to another word? There's, well, there's something. Well, there's a ju- there's a jubilation right. associated with Yovel, which yeah. is? Right. The jubilation comes from. It's I, get my, I get my land back. Exactly. Right. I get my land back. Right? There's certainly a big emphasis on getting the land all going. Everyone gets right. their land transfers. Everyone gets goes back. Right. No, no, no. It's, it's all, very all, complicated. Else, there you go. Good. Uh, and I was asking. Is, is that, um, what store they use in school? Is that, uh, Shoresh? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I, just, you, just, I just wanted to look it up. There are other words. There are other words. We see, Rav Hirsch is going to talk a little bit about the word Yovel. Yovel. We're going to see. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see. Yaval means. What does it say? How did it know to give me Hebrew? It's so creepy. I didn't ask for it. What does it say? 
We're going to see, actually. We're going to see Rav Hirsch. Rav Hirsch is going to talk about the the word Yovel in a minute as we get there. But I want to show you you one other problem. One other problem before we get to answers. Okay? Take a look at Rashi, Storm number 2. So Rashi says, Vikidashtem, right? Vikinisasa mikadshin osab bezdin. Vaomim mikudeshes hashana. So fascinating, right? That we have to, it doesn't happen by itself. We have to declare it as Yovel. Okay? We make it Kadosh. To speak a little bit, Rona, to your question about the Kedusha. What's the Kedusha? So we have to, we have to hold on to that question. What, what are we going to do with that? Okay? Next, says Rashi, Ukrasem dror la'avadim be'nirza be'nshalokalolo she'shalim mishinimikon. This is the answer to your question, Lana. The people who go back every seven years are the people, the guy, stole, or woman, stole, stole money, can't pay it back. You got to be in every for how long? Max six years. Seventh year, you go free. What if you say, what if you say, I'm happy with where I am, right? I don't want to go back. And I get my ear blasted. It's not really pierced. It's much more gruesome than that. Right? Very bad. It's not like, you're not going to, to Claire's, you know? It's not, it's not so, uh, you know, it's much more yucky. Um, but, yeah, well, you know, I have daughters. Uh, one. Uh, so, so uh, you get your ear pierced and you say, I want to stay. That guy also goes free at Yovo. Yeah. Okay, so that's and, he and he can't come back? Can I, I don't know if he's actually want to come back afterwards. Maybe he can come back afterwards. I don't know. But, but, he, but, he, goes, but he automatically goes free that day. So that's, that's the difference between the seven, right? Year 49 and year 50. Yeah. That's going to be a difference in that case. Fine. Um, fine. Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Mahula Shon Dror, Sulan Rashi, yeah, what do you got? One weird one is, Kinui um, Lashofar Hasuimi Karen Ha'ail. Shofar Hasuimi Ha'ail is called a Yovel? A, ram, a ram's horn. If that's just no, because, weird, that's right, just because it's that. used for Yovel. But uh, other than Jubilee, it, it says a river tributary or creek. Uh, like, like, like the wine. To, wine to, yeah, to like, to. Mm-hmm. Like a street, like something that's like that, flow that flows. Things. Okay, right. Which makes sense. By the way, also that's like things sh- kind of like revert back. They like kind of like revert, like the like the river brings right. you back your things. Like things, cool. kind of there's a stream of things right. that comes back and, to you. And similar to that is also to to be brought or transported. Okay, transported. Yeah. Good. 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 Right. Right. So Yovel he, it's the time of transport of things get shifted and sent mm-hmm. back where they're supposed to be. Cool. Good. Good. Okay, so now look at Rashi. Let's keep looking at Rashi. So Yehuda says, what, ma, ma shon juror. You guys where I am? Yeah. The second line in Rashi there. Source number first, two. Second. Line on the second page. First. Line. First. Line. Second line on. Yeah, I don't know. First yes, there you go. Yes. So I'm with Yehuda. Mahula shon juror. Kimidayer beidaira. There's some and these little extra letters get added in in the Bar Yulan because they're hyperlinks to like other. Perishim, so I'm sorry. So that other ratio shouldn't be there. Kibedaya de daira, mischar bechomedina, right? It's, it's like, daira means like someone can like move around. Across from drawer, person who can go wherever they'd like, right? Umischar bechomedina, I can go sell whatever I want. Shedar bechomakom, shuhurotse, ve'enir birshus acherim. They're not dependent on somebody else. So across from drawer, meaning you go free, right? Liberty Bell, according to Rashi, got it right. Right? I'm crossing the drawer. There's a freedom. The person can just go and do whatever they like to do. Okay? That's the freedom of, of uh, Yovel. Fine. And then Yovel, he, Shnat zu muvdelas mishar shanim, b'nikhevash sham dala, l'shem lala levada, u'ma shma, Yovel shma, al shem tekiya shofar. 
right? It's called Yovel because of the ram's horn that's blown during that time, mm-hmm. okay? But then Rashi says something very strange, or moderately strange. Vishavtem ishal chuzaso, shasados, again, don't ignore that shin, shasados chosros labahalehen. What's the Pazak say? Pazak says, vishavtem ishal chuzaso. Each person returns to his land. land. And how does Rashi explain it? Land the land the returns to the owner. Beautiful. But, but that's means. not what the, the shot is. <laughs> I mean, what Rashi, if you just read it simply, you don't want to, like, hack everybody in China, you just say, what Rashi means to say is, you get, you get it back. Achuza right. so means that you own it. It goes back to the owner. Okay? Rav Govicht once, Rav Meir Govicht once said, he thought that this was a funny Rashi. Because, what, what do you, it's I know, just tell me what it says. Yeah, I don't, Rashi only tells me things, but I otherwise wouldn't know how to explain it. Right? And it's not so much, and not only did he explain it, but he flips the direction. Right? This is, Vishabtam every person returns to his land. And Rashi says, well, not really. Actually, the land goes back to you. Okay, who cares? He means what's he right? adding? He's what's Rashi adding? adding, right? What's, he means what's, something what's bothering Rashi, as yeah. they say, right, in the book? Right, what's going on here? Why do we care? Right, what's, going, what's bothering Rashi? What, what's Rashi? Sh- fl- no, the this, this fields come back to you. Okay. Right, what's different? What's different between the 50th year and all the other Shemitahs? That even the Nirza, even the person who decided to stay, also goes back to his family. So it's a big family reunion. We go back to our original, you know, our original homestead, and everybody is like jubilant because they spend time together with their family. Everyone came back. Yeah. So this is really cool, but I remember learning that Shabbos is um, what is the word? It's 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 la Hashem. Okay. But on Yom Kippur, which is the Shabbos of Shabbos, mm-hmm. Shabbat Shabbatot, it's holy. It's a holy day. For God. Wait, which one is for God? And one of them is Lahashem and one of them is Lachem. We have that by we have that in the Gemara talks about that for Yantif. That Yantif is referred to as Lahashem and also Lachem. The Gemara has a whole conversation. Oh How should I spend my day on Yantif? Should I spend my time learning and davening and whatever, or should I spend my time eating and drinking? We assume you should do both, right? right. But but um, and that's why by Shavuot maybe because a lot of the conversation about Shavuot is Shavuot. Everyone agrees you have to eat and drink, uh-huh. right? Why is that? I don't know if that's what you're referencing. Um, Thinking about no, it that way. In the Pasuk itself. By Shabbos. Well, we sit, we refer to also. And you see here, the people are going back to the lands, but here I. We call it the Kippur of, like the Shabbos of Shabbos is the Shemitah of Shemitah. We call it the Shabbatah Aretz. Look at Pasuk. Bet. The Shabbatah Aretz, Shabbat Lashem. Right? Shemitah is called Shabbat Lashem. And Shemitah is also. Right. So Yovel is a super Shemitah. Kind of right, which is like Yom Kippur. Like Yom Shabbat Kippur is Shabbat. a super Shabbos. Yeah. Okay, so maybe, that, maybe you're starting to figure out a connection between Yom Kippur and Yovel. Right. Just like Shabbos, Shabbos the ultimate Shabbos yeah. is yeah. Yom Kippur. In fact, yeah. Yom Kippur is the only day that trumps Shabbos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Yovel is the ultimate right. Shemitah on steroids. And also the Ola, because something opposite is happening. Good. Also. Good, good, good. Excellent. Excellent. Good. I don't know what. No, good, you're right. Um, the Rashbam just adds here, but we don't really need this, need this for right now, but basically this idea that it's Shavtam Ishli Yerusha So, you go back to the thing that, you, that belongs to you. Fine. Okay, and Rav Hirsch, already in source number four, starts to 
talk about some of this as well. He actually has a very beautiful, it's like pages and pages where he describes what's going on by Shemitah and Yovel. But one thing he mentions like this by the shofar, he says here too, the mitzvah is tekiah, trua, tekiah. Right? You blow a shofar for, for Yovel, you, you blow tekiah, trua, tekiah. Why? It too is a call from Hashem, which summons the trua and leads to a tekiah. What does that mean? But this call is sounded in the name of Hashem by Bezdin Agadol, which represents the nation as a whole. It is then continued by every one of the people and spreads throughout the land. For it is a call from, I mean, the Bez and the God would blow the shofar, and then you'd have shofars blown like all over, this, all over the country. For it's a call from God into the midst of the country. It calls everyone and everything to the master of all. Its purpose is to release the shackles of social bondage in which everyone and everything are bound. And it restores everyone and everything to the pristine social condition to which they are entitled by Hashem forever. Meaning the trua. Tekiah, trua tekiah, like Hashem blows the tekiah, like Hashem is pristine and clean. The trua is like our messed up social structure sometimes. And then makes us back to tekiah, which is like cleaned up in a certain sense. Okay, what, what does that mean? So it's fascinating. Because it actually relates very much to this word drawer. Okay, because we have other places where we find the word drawer. The freedom that comes with Shemitah, with Yovel. Take a look at source number five. Source number five is a pasuk in... Parshas Tetzave. Ve'atak hachlacha b'samim rosh. Sorry, it's Parshas Kitis already. Um, more drawer. Chamesh meos. By the way, this is when the, the Gemara asks, like, Haman minat Torah minayin. How do I find Haman in the Torah? How do I find Esther in the Torah? Mordechai minat Torah minayin actually uses this passage. More drawer. Talking about Mordechai. Mordechai. Like more drawer. But anyways, that's not related to this. But anyways, it says more drawer. More drawer. So we're talking about taking spices to use as part of the you know things you use in the Mesamidash. And it calls it more drawer. What is more drawer? So the Ramban says something so interesting. Look at source number six. Says Ramban, Amar more drawer. Shiya naki min is forgery. What, why would people, what does that mean, forgery is not money? They would, they would fake like it. They use counterfeit. It used to be, apparently, that more was a very, you translate it as myrrh. It's a myrrh. It's a type of spi- spice that's very expensive. And people would take things that looked like it and sell it as myrrh, even though it wasn't. Right? So if you're going to bring more, you have to bring more that's drawer. So that doesn't mean free. What does it mean? Pure. Pure. Right? Juror doesn't just mean freedom. It means cleanliness. Okay? And look what the example he gives. Same thing when it comes to Yovel. What, is the, what does that mean? That everyone in the land should be cleansed of slavery, slavery right? And from all of the all of the shiabud, all the ownership that they have of other people and of other people's land. Okay? 
if you want to give a shear, like, see, the Torah really doesn't like slavery, so you can quote this Ramban, right? That makes people feel better. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to apologize for the Torah. But I'm just saying, if you wanted to, right, this, oh, see, but, but it is interesting, and forget, like, that joke part. But what the Ramban is saying is that this, like, idea of servitude, right, is, is not really the ideal. Right? We allow the, uh, this, this Eved Ivri, right, he messed up. She messed up. They stole money. They shouldn't have. They couldn't pay it back. So now they're stuck. We don't write the, 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 the Nirza, right? Who gets the ear pierced, right? That's not, that's, there's a reason why we do it then, right? It's to show that it's wrong. We don't want it. You want to take this. So fine. We're going to do this to show you that you're right. Oz, the Torah says, Ozen Shashama, right? The ear that heard, you know, uh, don't steal. And you stole it. So we, but they they stole already. What's it really about? It's about you heard it and you didn't, and you don't want to be my slave. You want to be a person's slave, right? We don't want this type of servitude. We don't want people owning each other, etc. It's not what we want. So what do we do by Yovel? We free everybody, but it's not just a freedom. It's a cleansing of society. Running right? the cleansing, not just you get to go back, yippee for you, but it's also a cleansing for the person who had owned that slave. Right? It's not just yippee, I get my land back. But it's a cleansing for the person who was holding on to someone else's land, right? That time for it to go back, okay? So in that sense, is not just to, right? It's not just to the people who get freed and the lands that come back, but it's to everybody. Right? There's a process here that's going on that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us as a, as a nation to take part in right. during Yovel. So it's a, like a pristine... Resetting the reset, which is why Yom Kippur. Ah, <laughs> all right. So now we, we already have our answer of why Yom Kippur. Right now is going to be a fitting time to blow that shofar, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a reset. It's a reset for everybody, and this is not really how we wanted things to be, right? right? Uh, I'll tell you further though. So interesting. So Govich said this idea, and I thought it was so interesting. He said, "Who's the person who usually loses his field, or the person who ends up as a slave?" Not always. Not always. But oftentimes, Irresponsible. someone who is like the, the high roller, right, who gets themselves in trouble, right, stealing, gambling, whatever, and they end up in debt because they can't, can't pay. It's not always true, by the way, right? It's not, obviously, it's not always true. But oftentimes, that's the people who, like, I st- I'll put my land down as a, as a, you know, and then all of a sudden, someone's owning my land, right? Someone's repossessing my, land, my, my, my car, right, right? That's happening if I'm involved in somebody, these things, right? And, I, and I've, or someone who has, you know, is investing too much in their possessions, right? And it gets to a place where they got out of hand and now they're sold, now their land got taken away, now they're in a, hard, a bad, bad shape. So what happens? What do we do at Yovel? We give them a restart, right? They didn't, it doesn't say they paid up everything. It doesn't, they, that land was given as a payment for the debt or whatever, whatever reason that person had to sell their ancestral land. Remember, in Eretz Yisrael, your land is your, and this is Rus, right? In Rus, it's clear this way. Your ancestral land is much more than just your physical property. It is your chilek in, 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 like, in Hashem, right? It's your chilek in Eretz Yisrael. Right? It's not just like my, my lot of land. If I don't get that one, I'll get another one. Like, what's the big deal? So I'll move to somewhere else. No, like this is your ancestral plot. Right, which it wasn't just a place to get buried. Like, right? It was a place that you lived. And, and having to give that up was a much bigger deal. It wasn't so simple. People didn't just move. Right? So it was much more, much more serious. So if you lost that, right, it means that something serious happened. And what does Hashem do? He actually gives you another chance to get it back.
It might take 50 years. <laughs> but you get, it does, that's the longest it will take. Right? But you get it back, and you get that vishav tem, ish elachuza so, ish al mishpach tota shivu. So, so we're going to to say, now we understand Rashi. What did Rashi say? Rashi said, you get the land comes back to you. Vishavtem You have a chance again to be the Baal of your Sada. You have a chance to now reset your mindset when it comes to money and possessions and things. And now you have a chance to really become right, the owner of your land. Not because you're, you're always the owner of your land. You're the owner. Right? You're not owned by your land. You're not owned by your possessions. You are the owner. Right? You know how to control yourself. You know how to be to know what's what, what matters and what doesn't matter, right? And then, of course, what's the best time to kick that off? Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Yeah. Because it, like, it's, it's, it's really the second chance. Like, Try it again. You get a reset. Try it again. So it's interesting. It's true nationally. Mm-hmm. It's true nationally, like we said before, right? But it's also true for the individual. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'm sorry, just logistically? Yeah. Um, what are the logistics <laughs> of this? <laughs> it's, a good, like, it's a great question. Knocking on the door and being like, dude, that's, my, that's technically like that used to be my lands. Like, do we know? everybody knew that Yovel was on its way. Like, people had to, some people had to give up. People knew. There's a time limit. Like, yeah. There's a time limit, right? Whatever land you had, it was okay. the, But also, the answer is that people really lived. This takes us back to last week. Talking about the Makala, yeah. who felt he had no place and had no shavet. Mm-hmm. Not having a shavet is a big deal because you really did stick with your shavet and you stuck in your right. area. You didn't just move because you were giving up your land. It, it, we, we can't even relate to it. Right? We can't even relate to it um, because we don't, we, we don't think about that. Like, the land I was given, like, what if, what if like, my neighbors are nice? Like, uh, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you build a fence, I guess. But, like, <laughs> like, like, right, but, like, it, Right, this, this, you, didn't just get, you didn't just sell it and swap. Maybe you could swap, by the way, maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. Within, within your shave it, maybe it's better. I don't know. But, um, but, it, but it was, this is problematic, right? It was hard. Again, you have to physically conquer the I mean, it's not like today we see a house, we buy a house. Right. Like each shave it had to go and conquer the land. Conquer the land. Well, you had it for hundreds of years. You had it for hundreds and hundreds of years okay. after that. But, uh, but probably, I wouldn't like be surprised, and I don't know. I've never like, learned Shokhanarch about Yovel. But like, it could be, it wouldn't be surprising to me that even though the land technically reverts back, that people would then make deals afterwards. Hmm. Right? Maybe mm-hmm. you, Can you, I, do that? you have my land. Mm-hmm. After 50 years, it's going to be up. So we meet at, on the Ovel and we'd make a new deal, maybe. Right. I, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if that's us. Or, I, I, I should say I don't know. But it's, but it's, your it's your chalik to the side. But the bottom line is you get to the side. It belongs to you, and you can decide what to do with it. Um, that I haven't researched that, so I'm not, I'm not sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's possible. I mean, at some point, you can make, you can sell it again, right? There's nothing. No, well, it sounds like a weird concept, but like, okay, just in comparison, like we pay taxes. Like money comes out of hard-earned money that we make, right. but we're giving it, you know, towards people who don't have it, like or towards our government. To, it's going to disperse to people who don't have money. And we don't think that's so weird because it's just like. I'll get you this. This is not hard. Anyone who. No, but like fifty years, for someone's kind of like. That's, that's my land. Like, I'll take it back. But remember, but remember, but remember, everyone was doing it. Yeah, right. It's happening across the country. This is not like my. Our, we're on different clocks. Everyone knew. Like, here we go. Time to take out your deeds. Yeah, start paying attention. 
right. you go to your your Yovel, uh, you know, accountant who would help you. Yeah, start figuring it out. Right, start figuring it out. Exactly, exactly. They're doing in year forty nine when they can't work the land anyways. They're like cleaning out the basement. Like, exactly, exactly. But again, like I said, I, you know, it'd be interesting. I, I wonder what happened. I don't know the answer. What happened? They're like, did first of all, how often did how many people had really sold their land? Right. Right. And of those people, how many did they really go back, or did they make a new deal? Did they, mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I don't know. Uh, but it's a reality that really existed. But the bottom line is, it's like flip flopping houses. It's yeah. Funny. Yeah. So in the end, what it ends up is though is that this idea of Yovel then right is connected to, to, to more drawer, right? That the drawer is a, a cleansing also at the same time. That's what happens on Yom Kippur. That's Rashi. Meaning, we now get him back with a new chance to figure out what I'm going to do. Am I going to do this the right way now? Right? And that's, it's sort of like a, a, new, a new opportunity um, in that way. And it fits actually very beautifully with this Pasuk and Mishle in source number seven. The Pasuk and Mishle says in source number seven, which really means that Hashem will give, I'll give those that I love Yesh. Yesh just means to have. Right? So what does that mean to give someone yesh? I'm going to fill up their storehouses. So what does that mean? So look at so the Mitzvah's David. There writes, Yesh, which is Lamar, Yesh iti tova harbei, lahanchil eso havai, vamalei eso troseha minato. Meaning, Yesh, meaning I have the ability. Lahanchil eso havai, Yesh, that which I can. Hashem is Yesh. Hashem has the ability to give, so Hashem will give. But the Al-Sheikh says a little bit more than that. He says, maybe what the Torah is telling, teaching me is Klomar Mashanikra Yesh, Veloyotsiu Peros Torasam Bitovos Alamazeh Hanikra Hevel. Meaning, Lahanikra Lavai Yesh is I pay attention, those who, lo- who I love, those who understand what is Yesh, what matters. Otsosayam Amalei. Then I'll fill up their storehouses. Meaning, if you get that what matters is not what you have, then I'm happy to give you what you need. Right, the things that you need. Fascinating, fascinatingly, the Zohar writes, Yesh is, says the Zohar, Yovel, Shemitah. Lohavai Yesh, those who understand the values of Yovel and Shemitah, so then, then I'll fill up their, their storehouses. Meaning, when I, when I remember what, I, what matters and doesn't matter, so then, then, you're, then you're good. I was actually, yesterday, in Yeshua, I was talking about uh, the Ketores. We, we read about the Parshas of Ketores. On, uh, in, in the in the in the Corbonos. and uh, who was it? One of the one of the Rabbeim of the Ramban. I heard this quote from somebody. One of the Ramban's Rabbeim said, "Why do we say the Ketores was always supposed to be like this school of forgetting becoming rich? If you would, there was a reason why the only, a Kohen would only bring the Ketores in the base of Midrash one time. It would always be given to a different Kohen different times. Why? Because there's a certain like school of bringing the, the Ketores would make you rich. Okay, so." So this Rebbe, the Ramban said, that's why before we read Pizza Makarosh on Shabbos, what do we say first? En kelokeinu. En kelokeinu, en kelokeinu. We remind ourselves who Hashem is, and then you can go do something that's going to get you money. Because you have to put the first things first, right? Because when you get money, then we, we somehow start to forget a little bit what really matters here. So look at Rav Hirsch. And Rav Hirsch kind of like sums some of this up, and we won't read the whole thing. But he, but he you know, talks about some of this. Look at uh, source number 10 on the top left. He says, thus, Yovel, Yavul, is what the land brings home, right? That same language of that which kind of like mm-hmm. is brought, transported back to its owner. 
which is also the meaning of tevuah. Right? Tevuah also means ba, that which comes to me. Right? That's, that's what, that's, tevuah means produce, but it's what's brought to me. Yevuah or yevel is a canal, which brings water to where it's needed. Yovel then is that which brings, or more precisely, that which brings home. It restores people and property to their proper place and order. Thus, also, Yovel is in the sense of Karen. One sounds the Karen HaYovel, right? That's the, 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 the shofar, right? The shofros HaYovlim, or Karen HaYovel, right? These were the, this, the, 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 the Yerichel was the first city conquered by Eretz Yisrael. The Yovel blast blown on the shofar around the city walls, called upon the city in the name of Hashem to surrender, or if you will, to come home. I mean, they blew the shofar and they walk around Yericho. And that first story in Yeshua, it's the first city that they take. They walk around the city of Yericho and they build a shofar. And what happens? The walls come crumbling down. Why? Because the power of the shofar, the Yovel, is to bring Yericho back home, back to the Jewish people. Interesting. But, but one of the things that I found, I found interesting um, is this. Look down all the way at the bottom on the left side. He writes like this, and this is the one thing that I thought is fascinating. The evils that beset the inner life of society due to social class differences and the unequal distribution of property, with the resultant sharp contrast between wealth, wealth and poverty, dependence and independence, etc., and the precarious situations that afflict nations in the course of their political relations with each other, other nations, all these are atoned for and erased by the Yovel. God's grace restores to the nation its social health and political freedom, and the nation renews its days as of old, as in the day it was founded through the law-giving. Israel is to progress in this internal and external freedom and independence which God bestows upon it again and again, from Yovel to Yovel, until it reaches the ideal for which it was founded. Meaning, each time we like mess it up, and she says, okay, reset. And then we go another 50 years, and she says, okay, reset again. And each time, hopefully, we like need to reset less until we're finally able to totally live the right way. What's fascinating, though, I remember Weider said this once when he came to the shul, is that what's clear from this is that the Torah does not believe in capitalism 100%. And doesn't believe in socialism 100% either. But it's certainly not, it's not, it's not you know, what's mine is mine, uh, society. It's certainly somewhere in the middle. And, and, and just an interesting point. He just made the point, like, some of you think, like, what? Oh, the Torah value is to vote this way. I'm like, uh, not really. And it's true on many, many areas in, you know, there's political discord. We have to remind ourselves sometimes that what we think is, like, it might be your political ideology. doesn't mean it's a Torah ideology, right? And the Torah ideology, and my brother has, talked to me, has been mentioned to me a lot of times, is that the Torah ideology is not, again, you could still have a different ideology for what the politics should be in the United States, whatever you want. But it just, if you want to know what the Torah's ideology is, it's a lot closer to socialism, a little bit in certain ways, of take redistribution of wealth. Right? Th- these lines from a Hirsch sound like a lot of things you see politically, right? which I, I just found fascinating. Um, and that, and that Hirsch even writes it that way. That that's like the cleansing of society is to sort of like make those discrepancies not as clear. Which I think is right. Actually, just I just found that fascinating. But but the bottom line is that the the goal here. Oh, so let's go back to the original question. So the abolitionists who have, you know, u- you know, across from Jorba Arts the Chayyush and the Liberty Bell, are they right or are they wrong? What was the what did they say? <laughs> that that they say aretz right? That you should declare liberty, right? To we, in the land to everybody. They want to use this as we should free all the slaves, just like in Yovi, we free all the slaves. So are they right? Or are, they, are they right for borrowing that pasuk? 
it was just about slaves? I'm not saying I have the answer, by the way. You can say what you want. It was just about slaves or it was about just equalization in general? I mean, American slavery was a vastly different thing than what we're talking about. Okay. But the goal of having a nation or a land free from slavery, yes, it's totally appropriate. Right. So that that part of it, it actually is sort of similar. And by the way, we say it doesn't really mean freedom. It's also a cleansing. Right. But so was that process, right. right? It's a cleansing of the, or, I mean, right? It's not something worse. that, right. Yeah. right? Cleansing of the nation. So it's actually not so bad, actually. It's actually a pretty good policy and a pretty good understanding of what Krasim Jorob Aral Tzachai really, really means. They did. They it's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Totally Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, no. Back then, uh, Christian person knew that. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's actually a, it's actually Except a pretty good. No, I'm not. I'm not Khalila saying not that saying it's the same. But but the construct in general is actually not so bad. And it's not such a bad shot in what Ukrasim Job Arzakhosh is really all about. Right? It's about it's not it's about a personal retaking of yourself, right? Getting your land back, yourself back, deciding how you're gonna kinda like restart your life and that begins on Yom Kippur not surprisingly right but it's also a national reset a national reset of what how should this really be working here guys like are we helping each other and making sure everybody has what they need and, and, not, and not just make it about gathering what we can for ourselves and it's like what's our perspective as a community as a nation on you know how society should run and really you know it's, it's, a, it's a pretty fascinating and the concept that every 50 years or so Maybe it's like generations, you know, or do, so. you have a reset to kind of try again, as Refer says, like try again, try again, try again. And each time we get a little closer, it's really a fascinating, uh, fascinating construct. So at least this way, when you now hear about Yovel, you're not like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's confusing <laughs> stuff. You have like some concept, we have some concept of what it's really all about. And maybe that makes us a little more excited for the return of Yovel. Hopefully, uh, and pretty soon. Delivery bill. <laughs> and now you all said more so.